Hello, puppets. What? We're British now. All right. <laughs> Hello. Hello, puppets. We're British. Welcome to episode. No, I'm not going to do it. Uh, welcome to episode 60, folks. It's the SoCo Show. This is the co-host, Cody Michael. I'm joined, as always, by the so-host, Seth Ott. Well, for another month. Well, for at least another month, uh, as I was the winner of the new release rectal exam last week. Pretty proud of that. Yeah, I was going to say, so I'm pretty proud of winning a, a rectal exam. Well, you know, it's better than losing a rectal exam. That's true. <laughs> no doubt about that. Most 40-year-olds are really happy about winning a rectal exam. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, big weekend for us. Uh, headed out down to the Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri. Uh, did a little fantasy football draft. Uh, True that. With, with League Number 7, which I think this is the seventh year of League Number 7. Is it? Now that I think about it. I thought it was six. Not seven. This will be the seventh year. Yeah. Okay. This, this will be the seventh year of our uh, us and a bunch of our college buddies and uh, my idiot brother are part of our fantasy football league. We did uh, lake shenanigans, lots of drinking, lots of swimming and uh, carrying on. And uh, it was a good time. I got to tell you, I went back to work today. <laughs> And I, I had to explain to people that I didn't get in a fight. <laughs> I'm my body is sore from sleeping on couches and swimming and golfing. My throat is killing me. My face is swollen from the allergies that I had from the wilderness. I am sunburnt to hell with a sweet ass sunglasses. <laughs> it looks like I never took my sunglasses off. Um, basically, I look like a fucking mess. I know. <laughs> the glasses thing was amazing because we'd been. I think this is our first full day there. We were out in the water for probably five, six hours. It was a long time. Um, in the middle of the day. So it was like 10 a.m. to like four or something like that. We were out in the water. And uh, so <laughs> I see Cody get out and we're, you know, we're pretty drunk from drinking in the water all day. See Cody get out and we're inside. Everyone's getting ready to, you know, shower or whatever. Cody's sitting in a chair with a fucking hawaiian shirt like a blue hawaiian shirt on <laughs> and what i thought were sunglasses on but no it was it was a tan line <laughs> it was just my eye my face the one of the, the day after that we had been up late and i was tired so i had kind of like bags under my eyes <laughs> so my head looked like a target because i had dark skin where i was tan <laughs> light skin where my sunglasses were and then dark around my eyes it looked ridiculous. I looked like a villain of some sort, probably like Bullseye Man or some bullshit like that, played by Colin Farrell. Uh, yeah, no, it was a good time. Uh, we ate, drank, and were merry. I drafted probably the best fantasy football team that's ever existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Odell Beckham was my first round pick. Gonna get hurt. Codell, as I'm gonna refer to him now. And then I got Co-Reem Hunt in the, in the Overrated. Second. So both were fantastic picks, probably the two best picks of the entire draft, um, <laughs> followed closely by my third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth round picks, um, which is tough to do. It's tough to have all sixteen of the best picks in the draft, <laughs> but uh, you know when you're a special special player like me, you can do it. Yeah, well, it doesn't hurt when you draft like uh, you know Andre Johnson and Randy Moss. I mean, you had a really good draft. All timers, dude. Yeah, they're in the Hall of Fame. How are they not going to be? Yeah, good? Doug Flutie's your quarterback, and I got the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> so good luck trying to stop my fantasy team. Who who did you? Who are your top couple picks? Do you like your team? Yeah, I do. Uh, David Johnson, former UNI Panther, David Johnson, <laughs> uh, Devonta Adams from the Packers. Got a first time ever in the history. This is the seventh year of the league. I've drafted a Viking. First time. I've ever done that. So, uh, drafted Adam Thielen and I drafted you got Kyle, Kyle Rudolph, Rudolph too. Yeah. So I have two Vikings, but well, it's been a conflict of interest. I've had trouble. I've had trouble doing it in the past. Just, well, for one, and other than Adrian Peterson, the past seven years that we've had the 
had the league, there's not been a Viking worth drafting. No, there hasn't. So, been. yeah, but no, it's I'm, I'm happy to happy to have a couple of Vikings. They'll give me a little extra incentive to cheer on Sundays. Your fandom and my fandom are very different types. <laughs> I I dra- I always have Rams on my team. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not I draft them is a different story. Uh, Jared Goff is my starting quarterback going into the season. <laughs> that was a uh, that was <laughs> that'll uh... that was your last pick, and that was after what one of our friends called purple drink. <laughs> purple drink, <laughs> which was just basically half vodka, half purple Powerade, and it's delicious. Actually, it was. You'd, you'd be surprised how good it is <laughs> for those at home yes i said that with a straight face what was really nice about it too is that we were running a little low on gas getting home and so we were able to use that to get to the next gas station so yeah it was that pretty was awesome nice. i just yeah. breathed into yeah. the gas tank and yeah. actually we were on nitrous <laughs> hyper booster for a good quarter mile oh my god it's been excellent so yeah episode 60 of the show uh it'll 60. be a, it'll be a shorter show um, this week, we're not going to have the NFL segment that we've been having. Mm-hmm. Um, no, uh, no TV corner, no rectal exam. So a lot of those longer segments that we've been having are not here today. We do still have some news. We do have some fun stuff. And in that vein, uh, I don't know what you have, but something you wanted time here to talk about something <laughs> random. So what the floor is yours. So a few weeks back or probably a month or so back now, um, remember the, the, the Twitter, the guy on Twitter who, had some bots watch a bunch of commercial. He watched a bunch of Olive Garden commercials, oh, okay. and then the bots wrote a script about it. Uh-huh. The same guy did the same thing with bots and watched them to force them to watch over a thousand hours of Shark Tank. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to read that script that these bots wrote. Okay. All right. Interior Shark. An entrepreneur entrepreneurs in front of the sharks. <laughs> Entrepreneur, I invented the sleeping bag for when you aren't sleeping. It is the awaking bag, free for $5,000. <laughs> the entrepreneur points at the bag. It's a bag. <laughs> Shark number one stands up, furious at the poor. Shark number one, prove it, entrepreneur. <laughs> the entrepreneur stands in the bag. He is still awake. It works. Shark number two jumps up with a mouthful of silver dollars. Shark number two. <laughs> Give me bag equity or kill me right now in front of the TV people. What the fuck? (laughs) Page two. Entrepreneur. The bag comes in five colors. Five? Five. F-L-I... Five. (laughs) Five. Five. Okay. We see the different colors. Red, blue, bag, Kentucky, and color number five. (laughs) None of the colors are different. Shark Cuban arrives. Oh my god. He is soaking wet with money juice. Yuck. Shark Cuban. I will inhabit the bag. The, <laughs> uh, the other sharks gasp. Shark Cuban never inhabits the bag. <laughs> the entrepreneur hands the bag to Shark Cuban. He stands inside the bag. He asleeps. The bag does not work. The other sharks gasp. Shark Cuban never asleeps. God is gone. <laughs> what? Entrepreneur. Oh no, my waking bag sucks. The product police arrest the entrepreneur for his illegal life. Shark Cuban wakes up and it looks and looks at the screen. Shark Cuban. America, I will give five million to whoever invents a sexy blimp. <laughs> he means it, Armenia. What? <laughs> Armenia? Yeah. He means it, Armenia. Yeah. A sexy blimp. Oh, the Goodyear blimp is sexy. He's going to give that guy a Shark Cuban. <laughs> okay, so I love a lot about that. 
um, one of the things that I love about it is thinking about all of the sharks as actual sharks. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Shark Cuban. Yep. And then Shark Cuban is the obviously the best. And I can't believe I didn't think about that yet. In case you missed it, the colors are red, blue, bag, Kentucky, and color number five. <laughs> Kentucky? <laughs> oh, my God. Bag. It's so weird. It's like ad-libs or something. It's so awesome. This guy, he's did, he did both of these now. Um, the, uh, the Olive Garden one is his most successful, of course. That has 314,000 likes on Twitter. This one has about 30,000. That's a lot of likes, man. Mm-hmm. We ought to do something like that. Create some bots. Let's create Ooh. some numbers, too. We should get this guy to to uh, have bots listen to all the episodes of the SoCo show. It would just be one long fart. Yeah, it's just going to be a bunch of... It's just poop. <laughs> say poop over and over again. Poop. Let's not say poop this episode. We've already said it. Yeah. Let's not say it again this episode. Too in, bad. In hopes of the AI not overdoing our poops. You don't want to overdo your poops, people. I had to get that one in. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, thank you for having us. Th- I'm going to link to that in case you and your friends want to read it at home and, uh, I don't know, have fun pretending to be Shark Cuban. Uh, but that's going to go in the description box. Don't forget, folks, before we start the show, all of the stories we're going to talk about today are included in the description box along with some links and some timestamps. So if there's if there's anything you want to skip between or anything you want to go back and look at later, make sure you're hitting the description box. Uh, let's jump into the show and we don't have a chic tweet this week. The chic was not, uh, not very active on the tweets. So in place of him, we got to get into some Gary Busey craziness. <laughs> a symphony of farting trombones. Hey, <laughs> It's been a while since yeah. we've had that one on. That's definitely one of my. That's probably like a. T- if we have to do a top five segment uh, for the for, for Mambo <laughs> number five, that's that's probably my favorite sounder. Top five sounders, probably one of my five favorite sounders. It was too like I, I talked to the editor. He had to throw out Gary Busey's sounds that we didn't have time for. <laughs> There's a lot. I mean, it's so easy to get wacky Gary Busey sounds. <laughs> Indeed. Spots on the window look like helicopters in disguise. Was that the tweet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spots on the window look like helicopters in disguise. Mm-hmm. He tweeted this at 1 p.m. on September 4th, so yesterday. Huh. I don't no, even today. know. He tweeted at 1 p.m. today, actually. I don't even know what that might... Usually his stuff is cryptic and you don't really get uh-huh. it. I don't. I have no fucking clue where to start. Maybe he thinks there's lots of helicopters in the air that are disguised as spots on the window. I don't think I buy it, Gary. <laughs> I don't think I buy that at all. What the fuck? We need the Sheik back. That was too weird. I, I don't think I liked that Save one. Save a Sheik. <laughs> Sheiky, we need you back next week, baby. <laughs> a symphony of farting trombones. <laughs> don't forget, folks, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box. You're going to get 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Free! Lots of great stuff out there on Audible. Millions and millions of books from which to choose. The millions. And millions. Of books. Of books. Uh, get out there. Again, hit the link. It's audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Let's jump into the show. We're going to start this week with video games. Video games. Whoa. Uh, 
Not a lot of gaming news this week, but we do want to make folks aware of a big-time PlayStation 4 drop that is happening today as of, you know, the release of the podcast. Oh, I got really excited. I thought it was today. <laughs> I almost just left, stood up. <laughs> Future today. <laughs> Isn't that, like, tomorrow? No. Common misconception. Mm. Uh, we are, of course, talking about Spider-Man PS4. Uh, this has been on our most anticipated list for a while now. Mm-hmm. Maybe at least a year. Mm-hmm. Maybe two. Yeah, it was E3 2017 that okay. they announced it. So it's been over a year. Man, and I I have not often been as sexually <laughs> excited for a video game as I was for Spider-Man. Uh, Insomniac is behind this one. Uh, totally original story. And uh, a lot of people really, really excited about that. Of course, the drop is today. I know you're going to be out there picking this one up. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have you seen from the reviews so far from the pre-play uh, folks who have gotten a hold of it already? Reviews have been fantastic from what I've seen. GameSpot, which is now my the one I trust the most for reviews, uh, gave it a 9 out of 10, which not a lot of games get that high. So I'm excited about that. Um, I've, they've been pretty calibrated with what I've thought in, with games in the past. Other than that, I mean, I've just been seeing reactions online. I've seen a lot of people saying this is the best Spider-Man game that's been released. Um, some people saying it's the best of the year so far. Uh, so, yeah, a lot a lot of high praise. I haven't seen anything really negative about it other than kind of just that some of the, the side stuff isn't as fun. But, like, that's in all open-world games. All the side stuff never really mm-hmm. has a lot of value to it. So, But it sounds like, yeah, the 20-plus hours of just straight gameplay of of the story is, is a plus and mechanics are amazing. Um, going back to the Spider-Man two stuff and improving upon that. The fighting is the best it's ever been in a Spider-Man game apparently. So I am very excited. This is cool. Um, Spider-Man two for the PlayStation two, uh, I think previously held the uh, mantle of best Spider-Man oh, yeah. game easily, yet, uh, which is weird. Cause there have been a couple since then. Yeah, but none of them have really been... I mean, I remember Spider-Man 3, it came out on the Wii. I had mm. it for the Wii. So the cool thing is you're able to throw the Wii motes and that would web-sling, but the the mechanics on it, like you could tell they clearly rushed it out mm-hmm. um, at the time and the mechanics sucked really bad and they just didn't put... Because Spider-Man 2 had so much detail in it. Oh my God. It, it was... Especially this, for the time. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like you could... you Yeah, you could still play it now, honestly, and you'd still have cool detail to it. And then I remember they released like stuff for the Amazing Spider-Man, which were again just like most of those games are like four hours story mm-hmm. mode, and you free roam a Spider-Man, which loses its coolness after a bit. Yeah, you can like, only do that for so long. This is a completely built from the from bottom, new game, new story, new mechanics, new fighting, new suits. Like there's so much stuff involved here. It sounds like it's going to be the comic book mm-hmm. in a game. So pretty pumped. I still remember too um, when when that trailer came on. We were watching the Sony conference. Um, and there's a couple people there that we'd bear, you know, kind of just, I, we've known him for maybe a little while, you know, at, and then our other room at our house. Yeah. yeah at our house. Yeah. And then our roommate, Matt, who actually just got back. I'm just glad, glad to have, glad yeah. to have him back. Welcome home, Matty. Um, I'm serving our country for a year. So thank Matt. <laughs> thank Matt for your freedom, folks. But, uh, He's single too, ladies. <laughs> but, uh, so people that we, you know, kind of knew, but not really well. Um, so it comes up, you kind of start getting the Spider-Man feel. And I remember you fucking sitting there like, <gasps> And then you, you hear like the web sling and like the trailer comes on in Spider-Man. You were you were in the air when 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 Spider-Man came on the screen. <laughs> you know the videos of cats seeing zucchinis and they jump up into the sky. <laughs> That's pretty much what I did I, in the middle of a sentence. I, you know the it's become now 
sort of an iconic Spider-Man score. <laughs> uh, they did it in the Raimi ones. They did it again in the Amazing Spider-Mans. And there's a touch of it in the new MCU Spider-Man. But it's like this like... Mm-hmm. It starts off very, very small. Yeah. And I remember hearing that and saying, everyone in the room, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I ran over to the TV and watched it. Uh, I'm very excited. <laughs> Even though it's a PlayStation game, I, I will definitely be playing it uh, whenever I get a chance. Uh, but I'm excited for you to get hands on it day one and, mm-hmm. and give us a little bit of your first impressions next week. Yep. Nothing else in video games. Let's move into this week's edition of One Word Summaries. Fish! I no pencil you spelled pencil wrong oh p-e-n-c-i-l uh one word summaries this is the new segment where seth will be giving me uh one word summaries <laughs> is that how we named that i don't know uh one word Kinda summaries came to me of three different wacky news articles uh i will have to choose between the three words uh which story we want to actually talk about uh, note though that in the description box below, you will find all three links to all three stories, but we're only going to talk about one on the show this week. Seth, what are our three words? The three words are charity, cathedral, and doll. Hmm. This is a tough one. Charity, cathedral, and doll. Which one are you going to eliminate first? Charity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, I, you know what? I didn't even think about that, but I sound horrible. <laughs> yeah, that's why I left. I sound horrible. Uh, you know what? Let's go with charity. No. I, I choose charity. Okay. Actually, I wanted to choose cathedral. Okay. I choose cathedral. Okay. I choose cathedral. Okay. What were the other two? All right. So the charity was, there's a charity store with photos of Jeff Goldblum in all of its picture frames. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about doll? It kind of describes itself. Um, this is the one I wanted you to choose. <laughs> a sex doll brothel is coming to Toronto. Oh, uh, yeah, I should have thought sex doll when I heard that one. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Also kind of describes itself. Make sure you hit the link on that one, folks, in case you need the address. Cathedral, though, is what we've chosen for today. And I think you'll like this one just because of uh, the nature of the, just the headline. You'll get it here in a second. Manhattan Cathedral welcomes new lambscapers. What? <laughs> Lambscaping? Yeah. They Another... put sh- they put sheep out on their fucking lawn? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so okay, the, tell us about it. The flock's new members will tend to the grounds of a Beliska of Old St. Patrick's Cathedral the next six weeks. And it says, first line of this whole article, you better believe it, EWE. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they welcome three new lambscapers that will spend the next six weeks tending to the churchyard's grounds and bringing a rustic scene to the hustle and bustle of the living city. The newest members of the flock, named Houston, Prince, and Spring, are the fifth group of sheep to be brought to the church and will spend their visit grazing on historic grounds. Uh, That's pretty sweet. Apparently it's a tradition they've had for a while. When the the groundskeeper was planning to retire, he he enlisted sheep instead. That's fucking baller. Yeah. He he said, I joked, what do you expect me to do now? What do you expect me to do now? Get sheep? And the second I I said it, I thought, that might be a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, we're all worried about immigrants taking our jobs. We should be worried about the sheep. It's true. Yeah, they, they apparently apparently the church raises money to do that every year. They've raised like five five thousand dollars to bring in. Wouldn't it be hilarious if you were driving in in wherever it is in New York, right? Yeah. 
if you were driving in New York and you turned and you saw a sheep just walking around. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Uh, I mean, to be honest, though, they see a lot of weird things there. I mean, there's the naked yeah, cowboy fair. that they see all the time. Creepy ass Elmo. Yeah, crackhead Elmo. Yeah. Um, I wonder if the sheeps will be featured in the new Spider-Man game. Maybe. Maybe. I'm going to have to go over there and check it out. I think maybe we should follow along with this and have sheep tweets every week. Uh, we should have sheep tweets. <laughs> I call you a punk. <laughs> bad. Bad joke. Yeah, that was a bad joke. <laughs> I get it. You aren't kidding about that. <laughs> it's really too easy with sheep jokes. Uh, yeah, sheep. That's pretty cool. Actually, that's adorable. <laughs> I fucking love sheep. Sheep eating grass is fucking awesome. We'll put that as a as a maybe for the title. Either sheep, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that's probably going to have to be it. Um, I, I thought for a second that I was going to regret not choosing the sex doll thing, but I'm pretty psyched about these sheep. But I will say, I am going to go find that link in the description box down below and uh, check out that sex doll thing later on. You should, yeah, you should definitely go up to, I think it's where, Toronto? Is that Toronto, right? Yeah. yeah. So It's coming to oh, Toronto no. and it so Nor- am I. It said North America. No, it says uh, North America. Okay, Toronto. So yeah, um, I'm moving to Canada. <laughs> Seth's going to go fuck some dolls. This has been One Word Summaries. There's only one word to describe you, and I'm going to spell it out for you. We are finished with our preview se- uh, preview series about the upcoming NFL season, but we do still have a little bit of news. Let's get into it. Sports! And boom goes the dynamite. Boom. Seth, the NFL season is underway. By the time By the time this oh. podcast comes out... Quit confusing me. I'm talking about future, future today. Uh, future That's today. Wednesday. So, future last night, there was a football game, and it was the Falcons and Eagles, and someone won that game, <laughs> and I, it was a good game, I hope. And we will have a couple players on the field in week one that we weren't sure about. The first, and the one that most makes me the most happy, is Aaron Donald. Uh, we talked last week about uh, some rumors that the Rams and Donald had agreed in, ter- in principle to some terms and we're just waiting to announce. They did announce over the weekend. Donald has signed a big, fat fucking extension. <laughs> He's going to make something like $22 million a year for the next five or six years. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of guaranteed money. The biggest contract ever by a defensive player for about 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other crazy thing that happened was Khalil Mack, who is a superstar uh, for the Oakland Raiders, who has been a weird no-show for no apparent reason all summer to Oakland. He has a contract, too, that surpasses Donald's in in, uh, in annual salary. So two monster contracts uh, going into this NFL season. The other, the other crazy thing I forgot to mention about Khalil Mack is Oakland didn't sign him to this deal. They yeah. traded him. Yep. So he's going to be on the Bears this year. Yeah. So what the fuck? <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, we, we, I went into the lake without my cell phone and I came back and the two biggest contracts in NFL history had been signed for a <laughs> defensive player. Uh, let me ask you this, Seth. Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack, if you're going to sign one of those guys to a monster contract to be the anchor point of your defense, which of them do you prefer? Probably Aaron Donald, in my in my opinion, yeah. I, Aaron Donald is just, he's, I mean, we talked about it last week. You know, it's, the defensive players definitely don't make much of an impact as like a quarterback or, you know, well, basically a quarterback. I think linebackers probably make the most impact in terms of defenses, but Aaron Donald is pretty damn close to being the most valuable player 
on on defense and i think he probably is the most valuable value player in defense i mean mm-hmm. the rams and we talked about it the rams were bad for a while with him on the team mm-hmm. but there was literally no one else i mean they had a couple defensive linemen but people could throw on them all day yep. back then now they put a few pieces around him i think he makes some of those players better oh god yeah than than even what they are and he is it, it's hard to value what he does because he can he can sack the quarterback he can stop the run he can he, he's just a freak you know and Cleo Mack is a freak and he's very good and I I've, you know I remember watching I remember when he got drafted as I knew then like he's going to be a stud um, even though he's drafted to a terrible Raiders team mm-hmm. and uh, he's turned out to be a stud I I don't think he's worth as much money as Aaron Donald is though personally I mean the Bears defense is much better now I mean oh, yeah. they they he improves them. And they were already looking okay. Now I think they they bumped up from, you know, probably a back end defense to a middle of the pack defense, which I mean, much improved from last year. You can do a lot with the middle of the pack defense. Mm-hmm. We've seen that happen. So, do I? Th- but I think if you put Aaron Donald on that defense compared to Khalil Mack, I think that's a much better defense. You yeah. know, so both are very good players. I think Donald is is an excellent player. Khalil Mack is is close to that, but not quite enough. And I think Aaron Donald, personally, if you're paid on a scale, he should have been paid more. Yeah. Uh, well, the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Everyone knows that. Uh, the Bears, though, we've talked about them as a team rebuilding, mm-hmm. uh, or I, I should say quickly rising. I mm-hmm. think they're past the rebuilding stage, and, and they're improving now. Um, with the signing of Mac, they're going to have a better defense. Do you want to amend any of the uh, predictions that you had for the Bears going into this season, or do you think that they'll still be improved but not yet going to push up into that category of, of going for the division championship? No, definitely not going for the division, but I, I think it more solidifies my thought of them being third. I sure. Think, I, think, I think they are better than the Lions as a whole because uh, the Lions' defense is garbage shit bad, <laughs> and uh, but their offense is much better than the Bears is. But I think as a whole – they're a more complete team than the Lions are, and so I think they they will they will be third. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm a happy man today, Seth. I am <laughs> because uh, Aaron Donald is locked in. So Donald Gurley, uh, Brandon Cooks are all locked in, and uh, the Rams are going to be good for a little while, yeah. I think. And uh, I'm excited for this Monday, this upcoming Monday, uh, to see them in action against the former team of Khalil Mack, the Oakland Raiders in that 9 p.m. Monday night game. So <laughs> I'll be up all night. The Vikings have the Niners going into week one. Finally, a noon game on a, for the first year. For, it's been so long. Since it's been a while, yeah. They, they've had Monday night games. Like I mean, they played the Niners a few years ago, 9 o'clock game. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, I think they had, a Monday, they had a Monday night game last year against the Saints. Yep. Finally, I get a Sunday season opener at noon, and I'm very happy about that. It's going to be fun weekend, uh, 16 games. Not a lot of weeks in the NFL season have 16 games, but this week does. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Uh, I'm really I'm really jazzed up about it. Uh, the Rams are going to go all the way, and my team, my fantasy team, Cody and the Codettes, are definitely going to go all the way Is that what you're naming well. them? That's, that's thought, what they're called. I thought you were doing Screaming Goats again. No, I changed my mind. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think the Balding Eagles are going to take flight this year. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the Balding Eagles. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> Let's let's really let's really quickly. This isn't on our. We didn't we didn't plan on this, so I won't I won't hold you to it necessarily. Uh, today, future today is Friday, which means that future yesterday was Thursday night, and we had the Eagles and the Falcons mm-hmm. in that game. Uh, tell me who you think won that game. You know what? I'm going bold here. Give me the Falcons. You want the Falcons? Yeah. Okay. Seth thinks Atlanta won last night. Uh, I understand the pick. I think it's going to be a good ball game. Give me the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, it's a home game for the Eagles. 
coming back after the Super Bowl championship, the crowd is going to be fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, I dare you to be an Atlanta fan and go yeah. into that stadium. Yeah. Uh, I, and I just think uh, I think the Eagles will be ready. I think, um, of course, I, I'd, be, I'd be happier if I was an Eagles fan and Wentz was playing. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're going to have Funkmaster Nicky Nick Foles mm-hmm. uh, at the helm, but I, I think the Eagles will take care of business. But I wouldn't be so surprised if you're right. Yeah, I, the the only the thing that gives me pause there is Nick Foles. Um, mm-hmm. He has looked atrocious in the preseason, mm-hmm. and he's been banged up too. He you know even when he, he only played half the preseason games and and he was hurt, so he's not hundred percent. Alshon Jeffrey is not playing, uh, which is a big target for Nick Foles. Uh, their defense is kind of banged up. They lost a guy early on in the the training camp, uh, defensive lineman, which is the strength of their defense easily. So, I. Uh, I, I could, I honestly, I could see the Eagles potentially taking a step back, mm-hmm. depending on Wentz. If he doesn't get over the knee thing, which a lot of quarterbacks have trouble doing, I mean Brady even did it after mm-hmm. he came back for a little bit. So uh, the the knee thing is very scary, especially with that how, how catastrophic it was. He's, I think he's going to take some time to kind of get that confidence and swagger back. If they, I think they'll still easily be a playoff team, and I think they'll win that division. It's just. How long does it take for them to get that rhythm going? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. You take Atlanta. I take the Eagles. Uh, one of us is already wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's the beauty of our, our future past picks. Uh, we got to get a handle on this whole time travel thing, or this is going to get really confusing <laughs> over the course of the season. That's going to do it for sports this week. Let's jump over to TV. That's what she said. TV. TV this week brought to you by another one of our sponsors, Mathis Designs. Uh, this is our good friend Steph Mathis. She's a graphic designer out of Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, if you like pretty things and you want Steph to give you some pretty things, uh, you can go out to the link on our description, etsy.com slash shop slash Mathis Designs. Paid pretty things. Exactly. Paid pretty things. Let's talk a little TV news, Seth. We got a, a release date for one of our favorite Netflix shows. <laughs> Yeah, it's the story of my life. Big mouth. <laughs> you do have a big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it released a trailer recently, and they announced that their newest season will debut October 5th on Netflix. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. I'm excited for this. Uh, big mouth made my my Mambo number five for my yeah. uh, top favorite Netflix original uh, pieces of programming. Uh, very excited to see this one coming back. Uh, interested to see... What they where they go from here in the second season? I haven't seen the trailer, so I don't really know what the story is going to be. But uh, I am very charged up for this. So just a few weeks uh, yet for for more Big Mouth. So I am charged up about that. Another little bit of Netflix news here. Uh, we did hear today that Henry Cavill, who most recently you know as Superman, uh, and I will only forever know as Shaw from Mission Impossible Six. <laughs> He will probably not be mustachioed, but he will be the main star of Netflix's The Witcher, which uh, if you are a video game person, The Witcher is a very, very popular uh, video game where you are a witcher. And to be honest with you, that's all I know about that game. <laughs> but I know that it is really well reviewed and people like it a lot. And uh, Henry Cavill was was kind of consistently one of those um, dream casting kind of people for that uh, role so uh, a lot of folks really excited I, the witcher is not something that is in my genre of video game enjoyment um or really my genre for tv and movie enjoyment so i don't think i'm gonna probably catch this but is this on maybe on your list at all no <laughs> <laughs> yeah so of the of the many many people who are excited about uh henry cavill as the witcher uh, you and i aren't two of them yeah uh, but 
I could never. I mean, the, the, those type of games I don't really get into as much. Mm-hmm. Um, like the magic stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I like kind of my stuff more based in a little more reality, I guess. Um, now, I mean, obviously, most video games aren't reality, but like even yeah. if like Greek, Greek mythology is based off something with God of War. Make sure you guys pick up Spider Man yeah. today. Yeah, <laughs> which is totally real. <laughs> He's real in all our hearts. But uh, no, the the mystical, magical stuff, Lord of the Rings type stuff. I've never really gotten into as much in terms of video games, so I'm not super excited. But if it gets good reviews, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Um, certainly, you know, it's going to have its budget. Uh, it's going to have its effects. And I, I do like Henry Cavill, so this will be another chance for him to really kind of showcase himself. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what the reviews... Of course, now, this is just a casting, so this is going to take a while uh, to come out. So we'll, we'll, we'll stay tuned um, into The Witcher. One show that I know you are at least very into is Mr. Robot, and Robot. we we heard some rumors a couple weeks ago that have now mm-hmm. been confirmed. Yep, so the final season of Mr. Robot, I don't know when it's airing, but it seems like they're going to be filming soon, but uh, final season of Mr. Robot will be season four. Uh, USA has, because it's the final season, has bumped it from eight to 12 episodes for them. So that that's at least kind of a positive, because they have been traditionally been a shorter season show, eight to 10 episodes. So uh, I'm excited for to see where this ends up. I'm glad they're not outstaying their welcome and uh hopefully they they continue to build off the momentum they built from season three because i know just hearing people talk about the show season two and i kind of felt a little bit this way too it it was a little bit of a uh lull compared to season one season three though was really really good picked up a lot so i'm excited to see kind of them stick the landing hopefully and really make this a a show that kind of Maybe not doesn't have the same sort of lore and popularity like Breaking Bad does, but kind of that same critical clout that Breaking Bad carries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what they obviously have in common here is is a short, relatively short series, mm-hmm. right? They they get to tell the story that they want to tell and then stop, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is huge. Props to USA for letting them do that mm-hmm. and not dragging them through a bunch more seasons or trying yeah. to. Or shortening. A lot of times when you get a season, it's a shortened season, so like mm-hmm. giving them four episodes as opposed to eight, you know, doing stuff like that. So mm-hmm. glad they gave them more because they kind of, I mean, Mr. Robot really kind of revitalized that network in terms of like quality television. Uh, it kind of ushered a whole new wave of, I mean, almost prestige television mm-hmm. on USA, the center of course now yep. out on as, on as well. Um, so yeah. And Mr. Robot definitely was the start of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing too, that kind of been talked about the, the creator of Mr. Robot, Sam Esmail, he, uh, has been because he's written all the episodes. What? Sam S. Mel. E. S. M. A. I. L. I think. M. A. I. L. I thought I thought S was the middle name and his last no. name was Mel. Would no. it be Smell? <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, what did he say? He so he's been talking about getting into more movies now, and he's he's already written and I think he directed a movie, and I think Rami Malek's involved with it, and it sounds like those two are really pals. You know, they get along really well, and. I mean, Sam Esmail, he's he's smart dude. I mean, he like I said, he wrote all the episodes of Mr. Robot. He's directed, he directed all of last season, directed all of season two, and I think he directed most of season one. So he's, I mean, very creative, very passionate, and I'm excited to see what he does in the movie realm and kind of see where him and Rami Malek go because Rami Malek is, all by all accounts already from Bohemian, Rhap- Bohemian Rhapsody, which I think premieres at TIFF this weekend, oh, this yeah. or next weekend. Uh, early reports is that it's a front runner already for Oscars, and he's a front runner already for best picture so or, or best actor so um which all kind of going into movies a little bit it sounds like ryan gosling already has it wrapped up for first man yeah. <laughs> but but um rami malik sounds like he's pretty great in that so i really hope that 
all of this kind of works for both of them and their their you know movie careers go you know blow up because mm-hmm. the work they've done in Mr. Robot's incredible and they they seem to have seem to have good heads on their shoulders. I like it. I, I'm very much a supporter of Rami Malek as a movie star. Uh, I, I really do hope. Uh, I have high hopes for Bohemian Rhapsody just from the small amounts of the trailers and stuff that I've seen. We're we're in movies. Um, we need <laughs> um, TV. Uh-huh. Mr. Robot. Uh, it's coming to an end. Twelve uh-huh. ep- twelve more episodes. Um, that that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. I don't that's know cool. when. I, I normally this is normally a trailer's released by now, but I don't think they've filmed anything yet. So. Uh, they they've I think they've changed the release date of the show every year that it's come out because it was a, originally originally was a summer show I think season two was a little bit later in the summer last year was October and I don't think they're going to make that October date this year so uh, maybe an early early season type thing next year earlier type thing but hmm. well certainly a lot of people will be tuned in uh, I may need to ca- I say this about a bunch of fucking mm-hmm. shows but I may need to catch up on Mr Robot Mr Robot. All right, that's it for TV news. Let's get into a newer segment. It is Mambo Number 5. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo Number 5. Mambo Number 5. So last week we talked about something we're both, I was very excited for, and you were too, the Nick Splat. Nick Splat. Which had pretty much all of the uh, Nickelodeon's children shows that I watched as a kid. Still haven't signed up yet, haven't had a chance to, but I'm definitely going to and watch all those shows as much as I can. But uh, that got me thinking about uh, the favorite shows that I that I enjoyed as a kid on Nickelodeon, um, but that was really the only network I watched. So this week, our Mambo number five is going to be top five favorite shows as a kid. So favorite children shows as a kid. So this can be live action, can be cartoon, can be anything from any of the networks: Nick, Cartoon Network, Disney, uh, Skinamax, anything. So oh, we can do Skinamax. Yeah. Oh fuck! I gotta change my list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for this. Uh, I did have a hard, I had a weirdly hard time coming up with shows. Oh, I, I did like, too. I know that as we're talking through, I'll go, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I watched yeah. that, but um, I'm pretty happy with the five that I have. What I mean by coming up with shows for me for difficult, it was a difficult putting a f- top five together because I have so many that I wanted to put in my top five. Mm-hmm. But uh, kind of where I went with it, and we'll get into the list, is shows that I remember watching the most and yeah. enjoying the most. Like I could watch that I watched the episodes over and over and over and over and over again and already knew it was going. I, I don't rewatch shit anymore, but I did as a kid a lot. So, all right. This is going to be fun. Number five. My number five is a show that really just rings rings true to me because of the theme song, and I love it so much. It's uh, Nick Guts. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's funny about Guts is I, I don't know what it is. You don't remember Guts? I deadass don't know pull what it is. Pull up the song real quick. I know it's... It, yeah, I'll pull up the song here. <laughs> I know the song, um, but I, I don't think I ever watched that show. Do, do you have it? Do, 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 do you have it? Guts. No, it doesn't do the part I like. Hold on. Almost there. It's too long of a version. <laughs> so Nick got what the fuck is Nick Guts? So Nick Guts was a competition, like obstacle. <laughs> it was a competition cooking show where they would cut open cows. No, um, Jesus Christ! It was a competition, like obstacle course show, kind okay. of, but for kids, and they'd be dressed up in like light green or light blue, purple, red, and green, I think. And Michael Malley. You know who Mike O'Malley is. Mike O'Malley. You know who he is. Yeah, he was on Glee. Yeah, he, he hosted it. Okay. And uh, 
they there'd be you know a series. It's like American Gladiator, Gladiators, but for kids. And like they'd be not as extreme of events like American Glad. No one's getting hit in the face with balls like that over sucks. and over again. But uh, they definitely had like battles with like stabs and stuff. And then the final event was they had to climb the Agro Crag. And there's like buttons they had to hit all the way up, different obstacles, and then they had to take the piece of the crag. I think they had to put a piece of the crag together. They had to put the crag together and collect pieces from the mountain and stuff. They put it together on top, and then they won. And then they sang. And then uh, the, the music sang, not not the kids. <laughs> and then uh, and then they had global guts as well, which that's what it evolved into. So they had kids from other countries come and do it. Uh. And they at the end, they would run with their flags. So like whoever was in first, they would run. It, like that was a big deal. Like you got to run in first with your American flag or Brazil flag or whatever. So it it evolved and was on for a very long time. And I've probably watched those episodes over. Like I knew who was winning each one, but I'd still get like <laughs> this is awesome. There was like zip lines and shit they had to walk across. Guts, do do do, do you have it? Guts. Well, guts is certainly. Um... Something I had no fucking clue was a thing. Yeah. I feel like the craggle rag thing. Um, <laughs> Agro crag? Craig. Craggle crag? Agro crab. <laughs> the agro crab sounds familiar. Not crab, crag. Agro crag? Like crag ramboon. <laughs> crag, crag, crag rangoon. <laughs> crab rangoon. Crag rangoon. No, not, not agro crab. Agro crag. I like and agro then, crab. It sounds like a pissed off crustacean. <laughs> and then I think on Global Guts, they turned it to the super agro crag. What? And it would like blow fucking smoke out of it and like dry ice and stuff. Hmm. Well, I do like the sound of a smoky agro crag, um, but it does sound like a negative side effect of something. <laughs> Dude, Guts is the best. May cause Smokey Agro Craig. My number five show uh, was not on Nickelodeon, so you probably didn't watch it. Uh, but it was one of my favorites. At Codename, Codename Kids Next Door. Did you ever watch this show? I remember that, but I don't know if I really ever watched it. I just kind of remember the... It's a cartoon, right? Yeah, it's a cartoon show. It's about uh, secret agents. And they're kids. It's a cartoon, and they... They have their kids are all numbered. So there's one, two, three, four, and five. Mm-hmm. One is the leader. Um, two is like a science tech guy. I think three is a little Asian girl who's like kind of dumb, but she's funny. Four is this hard headed like Australian kid who likes to fight. Mm-hmm. And five, um, anyway, they all had like a specialty and they were a super awesome secret agent team. And they would, it was kind of like a. Sh- like any kids show, they, they take things that are like real normal things mm-hmm. and make them very fantasized, okay. right? So like the newspaper guy who's like kind of an asshole older kid with braces is like a super secret bad guy who <laughs> he like poisons the the newspapers and throws them into houses and mm-hmm. they have to prevent him from... And there's all sorts of wacky gadgets and it's very extreme. It's a little bit more grown up. Okay. Um, but it's good. I, I liked it a lot. Me and my brother got really excited every time we got to watch Kid Next Door because it was it wasn't on super often. It was mm-hmm. Cartoon Network. It wasn't on super often, but whenever it was, we watched it for sure. Yeah, I, I kind of remember the the intro to it, um, but I don't think I ever really sat down and watched it. But the the thing you mentioned about like turning normal things into like you know crazy stuff that I mean I did that as a kid all the fucking time. Yeah, I remember I we used to ride on ride around on our bikes, our bicycles, and like cars that chase us. <laughs> and we called them the chasers. Like yep. they, they were coming to run down kids and stuff. Like stupid shit like that. Or, or... That's what's scary and dark. Yeah. Is that all you got to say about 
Codename Kids Next Door. I do go check it out. I think you can probably watch some of it on YouTube or on um, there might be on Netflix or something or wherever you can get Cartoon Network shows. But I think it'd actually be a fun show for an adult too. Like it, it's a, it just grown up grown up enough mm-hmm. uh, where I think it'd be fun for people to to watch as as an adult. <laughs> number four, my number four is another competition <laughs> obstacle course <laughs> show. Global guts. <laughs> Global guts. <laughs> Um, no, it's Legends of the Hidden Temple. Okay. You know this one. I did watch that one, yeah. Okay. So, the Purple Monkeys? I actually just looked them up because uh, I forgot. Um, so, because, yeah, I thought maybe they'd be a little racist with their <laughs> with their colors, but they weren't. Purple Monkeys and the Yellow so, Pandas? Yeah. So for, the, so, for those who don't know, which, I mean, most of you probably do know, but uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple was, that was, it was a competition, uh, competition obstacle course show, but they kind of had a story involved with it. Uh, they have this giant talking head. I can't remember his name though. Head. <laughs> what does everybody want? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, they had to go collect collect something from. I, the only thing I honestly remember is the final, the final, and I do remember a climbing one too. But there's a final like course they had to go in and in and out of rooms. And the boogies would come yeah, out of them. They'd come, yeah, they come. They'd randomly come out of doors, and then they have they one. Okay, they would do other obstacles or other games. Like the climbing one that I remember, and they punch holes, paper holes. You remember that one? Mm-hmm. They punch like through paper holes, and they have to find coins, and those coins would be extra lives for when they're in the oh, obstacle course. That, yep, and then, that's right. That's and they right. give the coins to those creepy looking dudes. Which, if I remember correctly, they basically those dudes didn't have any pants on. Like they had like a skirt. Kind of creepy that they're grabbing kids, right? Well, yeah, definitely. It is. <laughs> yeah. But I, I rarely ever remember remember anyone getting through the whole obstacle course. I think it was pretty tough. Yeah. And but you got you got points or money or whatever the fuck you got yeah. for getting like incrementally toward it. Yeah. But there was some big prize for the very yeah if you got it all. Yeah. And but it was tough to do. Yeah, and then yeah, they, there's different crawl ways and stuff. maybe that's why I like escape rooms because I like finding stuff and like getting through the secret passages and stuff. But hey, maybe there's I just figured out something about my life. There you go. But the the teams were the the uh, blue barracudas. That was the one I remember the most. Uh, green monkeys. I always rooted for the blue barracudas. I like blue. Uh, green monkeys, so not not purple. Uh, <laughs> silver snakes, I, I enjoyed them as well. Fuck them. Purple parrots, red jaguars, and this one I didn't remember. Orange iguanas. I don't remember the orange iguanas either. Those are weird animals in colors. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, yeah, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Maybe I don't. Your the, competition shows. Jesus. Yeah, this is the last one on the list. So. Oh, okay, thank God. I could have put Nick Arcade on there, but I don't. I don't know what that is either. Oh God. Are you older than me? because we didn't watch the same shows i i just had access to tv on i i didn't limited access to tv like i was raised by the fucking television and so i watched whatever i wanted whenever i wanted to and it was nickelodeon well good thing it was nick guts and not not skinamax (laughs) we think we paid for for upgraded (laughs) channels gross um stay tuned for next week when our mambo number five will be skinamax shows (laughs) Uh, my number four is not uh, something that you would want to watch an adult as an adult. Now, Blue's Clues. Oh. I got fucking fired up for Blue's Clues. Mm-hmm. When I was like probably six, seven, eight years old, there was some, it was like part of the schedule of my day. Mm-hmm. Like it was before or after school or something where Blue's Clues was always on at the same time. And mm-hmm. every day I was fucking ready for it. And I was like the right age where when they went like, um, and that's our first what? I'd be in my living room going, it's a fucking clue, Steve. Let's go. (laughs) I would get so fucking excited. 
about Blue's Clues, and that's the only show I remember. Every other show I was, like, just too old Mm -hmm. to, like, call back to the TV about, or yell (laughs) yell at the TV about. Dora. But, uh, yeah, like, Dora I was just a little too old for at the time. But for Blue's Clues, I was right in the fucking money square for that one, and I I watched every episode. I knew most of the characters. I knew the format of the show. I'd always know. I was smart kid, so I always (laughs) knew. Toot toot. I I figured out the... uh, (laughs) I figured out the format of the show, so I always knew, like, when Steve walked up to a picture, mm-hmm. he was getting ready to skidoo into that motherfucker yeah. and do some stuff. So I'd get really jazzed up for a good skidoo. Um, still do. and um, We can, too. Yeah. Yes, we can. Uh, so Blue's Clues. Blue's Clues is my number four. I feel like a lot of people our age kind of watch that, but I, I think I stuck with it maybe a little longer than a lot of folks. Yeah. I think you did, too. Um yeah, it's kind of weird a couple of years ago and I walked you walked in on you watching it. So. Uh, <laughs> I will say when Steve left that show, fuck that show. Yeah. I remember watching it as well. I watched a lot of it, but I was much younger. I think I got off of it because I remember I was doing supplemental kindergarten, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was only half days. It was yeah. like, yeah. like eight to noon or whatever. And so I'd come home from that. My mom would bring me home and she'd make me fucking mac and cheese, which I always got. I think I got Blue Scoo's mac and cheese all the time, which were delicious because they're shapes. Shapes were easily the best mac and cheese. And the Blue Scoo's shapes were very large because it was his head. So, like, I got a (laughs) lot of mac and cheese and it was great. Uh, But I'd watch that. I'd come home at noon and watch Blue's Clues and, like, PBS Kids and all that stuff. Um, But Blue Clues would always start my day because I'd have lunch during it. Yeah, there you go. Blue's Clues fucking fire. And my day, because then I have a nap later. Gotta have a nap nap. Oh, yeah. Number three. Number three can be can be uh, summed up in one word, or one one statement. Oh, uh, here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so, for those who don't know, Keenan and Kale is my number three. See, I never watched Keenan and Kale. No? No, I never did. It's fucking great. I know man. about it. Mm-hmm. I know Kel loves orange soda. Yeah. But that's the only thing I know about that show. Everybody out there, go run and tell your homeboys and homegirls it's time for Keenan and Kel. Isn't that Coolio? Yeah, it's Coolio. It's so weird He's that the... Coolio rapped your favorite <laughs> childhood song or whatever. Yeah. He was, yeah, he was in the he was in the music video too, hanging out with Keenan and Kel. Yeah, po- so this is post uh, all that. They I think they've been off been off the show for a little bit even. And uh kind of got them into doing more stuff. I guess at least Keenan doing into more stuff um kel did mystery men and kind of fell off face of the earth but. i forgot about mystery men. <laughs> um but yeah i've watched I've, I've i've easily watched every show every episode of this um multiple times reruns happen all the time and it was probably nickelodeon's most popular show for years mm-hmm. um, it was a big all, deal with all the reruns and stuff and i loved it i loved it so much uh the because he knew every week what was going to happen uh keenan's going to have a plot kel's going to screw it up and then they're going to resolve it with some stupid thing at the end, or they'll be in trouble at the end, something like that. So, yeah. It was great. I loved it. So, did they work at Good Burger on that show, or was no. Good Burger a sketch on all that? Good Burger is a sketch on all that. They okay. they uh, worked at a convenience store, and I can't remember the guy's name, but he's a nerd-looking guy. Their, their dad, too, was actually a, an actor at the time who was somewhat popular. Um, I don't remember his name now, but if you saw him, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that fucking guy. But... uh no, Keenan and Kel. They, I just love their dynamic is great. I would I would kill to see them together now. Like that would mm-hmm. be so cool. Yeah, they're really fun together. But uh, yeah, Keenan and Kel. Keenan and Kel, and we got Kel. Kel, sorry, Keenan is now the longest running SNL mm-hmm. person. Yeah, and says he's never going to leave. <laughs> so good for him, Keenan and Kel. I love it. Uh, my number three show was not Keenan and Kel. I didn't have any live action shows. Uh, mine were all cartoons. Uh, my number three, I think maybe is on your list. 
Uh, I know it would be on a lot of people our ages list. It's Rocket Power. Mm. No, it didn't make not on my list. Ah, I was. I'm surprised. Uh, Rocket Power was the shit, <laughs> and it was like when you're aging up to like 12 or 13, when mm-hmm. you're kind of just getting starting to get away from cartoons. Mm-hmm. Rocket Power was like, no, bitch, cartoons are fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And they had the fucking the fucking song, and then Reggie Rocket would scratch the screen up and again. Uh, I love that show. I loved all the like extreme sports that mm-hmm. they did on it were really cool. Um, and it was just a little bit more grown up than the other shows yeah. that were on at the time. So that that's why I really liked it. I had the hugest crush on Reggie Rocket. Absolutely <laughs> would have died for her. Um, and I got a Razor scooter because of that show. Yeah. My parents wouldn't let me get a skateboard. <laughs> Too dangerous. Yeah. Razor scooter, though. I shredded on that thing. <laughs> I did watch Rocket Power a lot. That's That's definitely... Um, a show that I there's certain episodes that I remember to this day. Uh, didn't it wasn't my favorite cartoon though. Um, so I, I wouldn't make my list. I even forgot to put it in my honorable mentions to be honest. But I uh, definitely loved Rocket Power. I think I remember the most is playing the Rocket Power game on on PS One oh, and yeah. how just how amazingly frustrating frustrating that game was. <laughs> like because you were you didn't have joysticks then, so it was oh uh, yeah it was like and it, it even might have had joysticks but it didn't control the joysticks it was like the directional pad mm-hmm. and then trying to do anything especially move on a skateboard was impossible but uh still love that show <laughs> it was tight man and i found out years later that his dad was stoned all the time yeah they they uh i listen to there there's a podcast i listen to regularly where the one of the hosts of it was a writer on rocket power and he talks about all of the innuendos and like adult shit he threw in there because kids don't notice they're stupid and um parents are able to watch it and mm-hmm. kind of chuckle at things but yeah like he purposely wrote that as him being stoned and like there's a scene that he wrote and and they put it kind of on the screen of of uh people having sex like, yeah yeah what yeah i love sex that's fun uh yeah rocket power rocket power was dope made me do made me think i could do a lot of shit that i couldn't do though yeah yeah, like skateboard and snowboard. There's one where uh, Auto Rocket breaks his leg on a snowboard. You know mm-hmm. the episode I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, it absolutely crushed me <laughs> as a kid because he couldn't board and shit for like yeah. a while. It sucked. It was good though. I love Rocket Power. <laughs> number two. My number two came to me uh, a little bit ago after I had a nice nice full dinner. No. Um. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> my number two choice uh, was actually a one that kind of came a little bit later in childhood, but it's still kind of tail into childhood into uh, like middle teen years, uh, probably thirteen, fourteen. Um, Drake and Josh was my number two choice. Okay, yeah, I thought that I thought that might be on your list. Uh, this is a show that I have watched every single episode, probably dozens of times. This this <laughs> probably was the most popular Nickelodeon show. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, like people love this show so much so that even both these guys still kind of have a career. Yeah, like jo- uh, Josh has done actual serious movies, and Drake has tried to do more mainstream comedy stuff. It hasn't worked so well. He's done some music too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's done the music, and he, he I think he had a couple singles on the radio at times. But oh yeah, um, he was famously in superhero movie. <laughs> yeah, ah. that, that was terrible. Great choice, his agent. Yeah. But no, Drake and Josh was. Just, I mean, again, you talk about the dynamic with with Keenan and Kel. I think this was even more so. They didn't seem like brothers, you know, on the screen. Mm-hmm. And then you add in like uh, uh, Megan, the Miranda sister, Cosgrove. And Miranda she Cosgrove. Was she was great. That. They had such a great cast of like just like they fit the roles really well. They had Crazy Steve. <laughs> crazy <laughs> Steve. 
who went on to be on iCarly as the brother in that one. And then Yvette Nicole Brown played Shirley the... She actually wasn't the original Shirley. Either. Yeah, she was recast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like a couple episodes in. But she was great. Um, that I mean, that was kind of her role. You know, that's what got her out there. And then, of course, she went to Community and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, just like the cast gelled really well. The parents were funny even. Uh, the the mom was on Amanda show. Uh, she was she was a cast member on Amanda show for a while. But... Yeah, they're just just a great cast. I loved it. Uh, very funny. They had some serious episodes in there too. Like they talked about serious stuff with like yeah. their family, and and death at times, and like just they. I mean, they they went out there. Uh, the thing I remember the most still, the episode I remember the most is I think the power goes out. The big there's a big storm of some kind, and they all sing uh, "We Will Rock You" together. Like they all take turns singing "We Will Rock You." Hmm. It's kind of a fun episode. But. I did like Drake and Josh. I watched the shit out of it uh, when I was younger. I just, it just occurred to me that. From all that, you had Drake Bell, mm-hmm. then who goes on to do Drake and Josh mm-hmm. with Miranda Cosgrove, who then goes on to do iCarly mm-hmm. with um, the girl um, who Jeanette played McCurdy. Sam, Jeanette McCurdy mm-hmm. on that, who goes on to do Sam and Cat mm-hmm. with Ariana Grande. Well, Ariana Grande was on Victorious beforehand, but... Okay. But yeah, I mean... And then that ties her back to Victorious, so like, it's all incest. Even like beyond that, this guy's become a creep already, uh, but Dan Schneider, he created everything of those. Yeah. He did all... He he came up with all that, directed all that, wrote all that, like he... That's his world, the Schneiderverse. I mean, it started with all that. And actually, no, I think it started with Salute Your Shorts on Nickelodeon. (laughs) And then he just built it, and he's... I mean, he's loaded. He's a creep, but he's loaded. I didn't know he's he a creep. That's too bad. And he, uh, he's, I mean, he created stars, you know, which is weird to say for mm-hmm. Nickelodeon shows, but he did. Miranda Cros- Cosgrove had songs on, on the, on the radio. When I'm kissing Oh my God, I knew you were going to, I knew you couldn't resist. Uh, let's talk about my number two. My number two is, I, I love my number two as much as most people would love their number one. Mm-hmm. I just love my number one way more than anyone should love anything. Yeah. Uh, my number two is Courage the Cowardly Dog, <laughs> which is so fucking great as a show. Did you ever watch Courage? Barely. So Courage the Cowardly Dog is another one of those things where actual real life regular shit is portrayed as fantastical and insane. And so it's all from the perspective of Courage, who is a dog who doesn't understand what's going on around him. So mm-hmm. again, like the mailman scares the shit out of him because he's trying to murder him. Yeah. Is what Courage thinks. And it had a great sort of uh, arc template that they mm-hmm. would always have, right? Some scary shit would happen. Courage would try to get the parents to believe him. They don't. Then they would get into trouble and he would have to save them. Like that was generally how every episode worked. Mm-hmm. But they had some wacky characters. It was actually kind of scary at times. Mm-hmm. Um Courage was just absolutely ridiculous. The dad, Eustace Bags, was fucking hilarious. You would love Eustace Bags. All he did was hate everything. And then Muriel, who was his mom, um, was just a sweet old lady that was like always baking cookies and shit. And it was it was actually like a sneaky, smart show mm-hmm. because like the way that they had to take things that were just regular things and then make them insane. Right. Which is, you know, again, that's just a it's a thing about kids shows that that's what you do. Yeah. Um, but courage did it so well. And I love, I just love courage. It just had a rhythm to it that I loved. We would, my brother and I, we had at sometimes in our, at some points we had schedules for when we would watch Nick, when we would watch cartoon network, when we watch Disney channel. Mm-hmm. And whenever courage was on, we'd be watching fucking courage on cartoon network. And we knew a lot of the episodes. So we, we loved courage. Definitely. <laughs> so that's courage. Number number two. Yeah. Not one I ever got into. I was never really into the cartoon network stuff, but they have some um, good shit on there, man. I'll take your word for it. 
honorable mentions. All right, this is a long list, so bear with me. <laughs> I, I went back and forth on my list because I forgot about that. We just decided on this topic like a few hours before recording, and then we sat down beforehand, and I started coming up with my list. I switched my list a bunch of times, uh, but there's a ton of shows that I have on there. But um, figure it out. Figure it out was fun. Which is where I do the the uh, the word. Yeah, one word is. Um, that's where I get that from, and the, the, the still remember this remember this to this day where. Uh, the password they had a password where if someone said it they get slimed and one one time it was the password is booger <laughs> the way he said it made me laugh so hard you've been laughing about that for 14 years i know <laughs> uh so figured out rugrats uh was hard for me not to collude on my list uh loved that show i've seen every mm-hmm. episode of that show a million times kind of the the kind of the king of normal things mm-hmm. being scary because mm-hmm. it's babies right yeah uh, rugrats i think is where like you can trace that back to and i know i've seen every one of those shows because that started right like when i was born and then it ended um towards the towards the end of cartoon watching for me so mm-hmm. it lasted a while yeah um probably 10 12 years but uh they replayed replayed those episodes so many times that i'd seen them a billion times Bubba! <laughs> exactly <laughs> Whereas this next one, Fairly Odd Parents, I loved the show, oh, but man. I but I got out of it while it was still in its run, mm-hmm. and so I didn't like I there's still new episodes all the time, and I didn't watch them because I was not a child anymore, <laughs> so um, it was hard to hard to put that on my list. I do love Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah, man. that was a good show. That was a great one. Um, speaking of Drake Bell, he played Timmy Turner in the real life that the live action. Oh, one. it was horrible. Yeah. Uh, Danny Phantom was also an honorable mention. I love that. Not only just for the how cool the show was, but the theme song is theme amazing. Theme song's fucking hot. Um, but no, this is cool. We talked about this not too long ago where it was like a one of the few that kind of had a continuing story mm-hmm. and was like a, almost a superhero show because yeah. he had powers. He was able to turn like, you know, like how Shazam is Shazam. He's like, I got going to ghost or whatever. I'm going ghost. I'm going ghost, yeah. Um, there was like some cool like, family stuff going on it, it was like a it was kind of an adult show mm-hmm. while still being a kid it wasn't very funny but it was just cool mm-hmm. you know i had the hats for his sister <laughs> you like a lot of cartoon characters i like girls <laughs> cartoon girls oh yeah i didn't know any real girls <laughs> <laughs> um i did mention nick arcade earlier that that makes my honorable mention that was a show which i think if you were had access to the show back in the day you would have liked it they played like it was a competition show not obstacles but i th- actually part of it was an obstacle <laughs> <laughs> but they would they would go up to they were there was their own the show had their own like and they might even had real arcade games and they would go up and play and you could you could see it on the screen them playing it and then I think they were made up, actually, now to think about it. But they would get, like, points and money and stuff. And then they'd get to the final round, and they'd get inside the game. Oh, fuck. So that was really cool. Hmm. Um, love Nick Arcade, though. That was the shit. And then, finally, the Amanda show I had as my... As Amanda, my, please. Yeah, that that was kind of an offshoot of, of uh, all that. I actually had this on my list when I first thought, first thought about it. Because there's some really funny segments and stuff. Like, Dancing Lobsters. Hillbilly Moment. I still, it still makes me oh, laugh. Oh, my God. The Hillbilly Moment. <laughs> um, and then they had a kind of a more serious one with Moody's Point. Yeah. And they never finished it. And I'm still upset about that to this day. They never showed who her parents were. Or they showed the mom. They never showed where her mom went. Yeah. She was in a balloon. Yeah. She had. She never got to meet her mom. Yeah. That was the problem. Yeah. And she had uh, the guy's toe. Uh, her dad's toe fell off. Remember that? He <laughs> no. dropped. He dropped. <laughs> he dropped a, an anchor on his toe and it fell off and he put it on a, for whatever reason, put it, tied it to a balloon and she had it and she's like, oh, Moody, <laughs> I'm up here. 
where did this toe come from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Amanda show was pretty fucking great. Yeah. Uh, I liked um, Penelope Tate, Penelope Amanda's Tate. number one fan, please. Yeah. What was the, uh, there was one, a segment they did where it was like Survivor in a car. So they'd all be in a car. Yeah, and the last one they'd even win. Yeah. And there's the girl who said, I like eggs. Yeah. She was in the car. And then who was the who was the the one with the goofy face and the bonnet who would say like snot? Nah, I don't remember her name. Yeah, I don't know her name. She was. There was just weird. so many stupid, fun, dumb characters that I loved about that show. It was perfect for a ten year old. Like mm-hmm. you would just, we would just die. I'd mm-hmm. piss my pants laughing at the mm-hmm. Amanda show. That's yeah, that's mm-hmm. a no doubter. I would add to honorable mentions uh, Chalk Zone. Oh, Rudy's got the chalk. Rudy's got the chalk mainly for the theme song. Yeah. Um, but that. That definitely was fire. Teen Titans was another favorite. Of I one. never got into that one. I loved it when I was 12, 13, I 14 loved years it. old. I loved it. I even went back and watched it all in college. I mean, it's just a good show. Yeah. Um, and of course, you have Titans coming out soon on the DC thing. Um, Fuck yeah. my bad. <laughs> Teen Titans was pretty good. Uh, it, it was. I enjoyed it a lot. They did it. And now they have Teen Titans Go. Mm-hmm. And they just had the movie. So it's good. It was fun. I, I really enjoyed that one. I don't think there's probably anything I would add. You had a long enough list of. Of honorable mentions, I think you got them all. Yeah. Number one. I think it's pretty obvious what number one is going to be. It's uh, all that. Uh, all that. I, I mentioned with all with Amanda show, all the segments and characters and all that shit. All mm-hmm. that did that and times it by like a thousand. Yeah. There's so many characters and segments and shit that lasted for years and people remember to this day. Like the earlier stuff had... Uh, and I remember like the people on it. Like I don't remember. I I remember like Keenan and Kel. Obviously, I remember like Josh Server. Um, he was like he was Pizza Face Boy, and he had, <laughs> his face was a pizza. Yeah, like yeah, they, no, he yeah. got made fun of all the time. Lori Beth Denberg, she mm-hmm. did the the uh, vital information vital for everyday inform- life. Yeah, um, Keenan did uh, everyday French with Pierre Escargo. <laughs> he also did Super Dude. Yeah. Um, Kel did uh, Repair Man, 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 <laughs> and Repair Boy. <laughs> <laughs> They, like uh, they had that segment know your stars where they like have like people <laughs> saying false things about them yep. <laughs> like jamie lynn spears is on the uh, britney spears sister is on that show and and they had one where it was like jamie spears is an only child <laughs> and st- shit like that J- jamie spears has a full beard <laughs> <laughs> stupid shit like that um and then they just had like all these cast members come through there like i think romeo was on the yeah was on the cast for a bit oh dude romeo show i watched yeah i watched the fuck out of romeo show. yeah put him on put him on honorable mention <laughs> uh, i did watch that a lot too actually and then there's uh, danny tamborelli was he was on pete and pete he was on that show I, like just like a crazy cat amanda Bynes, of course was on that show uh she did that that segment where she's uh she does advice dear amanda that's me yeah that was on all that she was a little dickhead on that. Yeah, that was funny. Who was uh, Randy Quench? That was uh, Josh Server. Josh Server. Randy Volunteer. Quench, here, volunteer fireman. <laughs> yep, that's another segment. Like there were some sweet characters mm-hmm. on that. All that was dope, no doubt. Yeah. So I, and and I again that I, I have specific memories. Good Burger. We we talked about that earlier. That was one. But I, I remember watching at Snick. Uh, they would show you know late night Saturday night Snick. It would be nine o'clock and a new episode of All That would pop on, and I'd get really pumped for it. You know. And then they'd play Aaron Par- Aaron Carter's Aaron Party because they do their musical countdown too. Goddamn right. But yeah, all that easily my favorite show for as a kid. Speaking of Aaron's Party, I was thinking about putting Slime Time Live on mine. 
It's not really a show, though. Yeah, that's why I didn't do it. Yeah. Because it was like a whole thing. Because they, they would show do cartoons it. in between. Yeah. And they were doing Music Countdown, too. Yeah. And for the longest time, it was Aaron's Party was number one. So mm-hmm. I always would get fucked. Because yeah. it wasn't YouTube back then. You couldn't go on YouTube yeah. and watch Aaron's Party. You had to wait for it to oh, show up. Oh, I know. Up. And I remember sitting like on, on my bed or whatever, just like getting ready so I could start rapping it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. JoJo was on that list for a while. She was always popping up on the yep. Slime Time Live. Oh, I forgot another honorable mention I had going back. Uh, Kablam. Kablam was dope. Yeah. They had, that was another segment show, but like with like cartoons and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Is that where they had the people, the little superhero guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Action yeah. Force Now or something yeah. like that. Yeah, those were fun. Yeah. But anyway, all that, awesome. I definitely don't mind uh, the digression there because my number one is SpongeBob Squarepants. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody knows that, and I've talked at length about it on the show. Uh, it's the best cartoon ever made. Uh, I won't hear any, I won't hear anything else about it. Um, it is still fantastic. It is hilarious. It has enough adult humor. You can still watch it. I watched it all of it again in college. (laughs) It is, it's a smart show. It's a funny show. It is a silly show. And there are a million characters and events and quotes and stories and situations that anyone our age knows about. And it's, it was so ubiquitous that it'd be hard for anyone to not put number one. Um, in terms of if you limited it to just cartoons, especially, mm-hmm. um, but, and even if you didn't love SpongeBob, you know, SpongeBob, if mm-hmm. you're anyone close to our age. So SpongeBob was, is the, it's the citizen cane of cartoons. <laughs> wow. Hey, yeah, that's true. Rosebud. Do you remember, uh, on all that Miss Pidlin? No. Kel or Keenan played Miss Pidlin and, uh, she liked peas. <laughs> she would always make sure everyone gets peas. Like she would throw peas all. That over seems them. to be yeah. That yeah. that's triggering a memory. Miss sure. Prince. Oh, and then uh, Principal. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name? I know it was Principal Pin Pin Pal, but it was like he'd always say it like in his full Principal Principal William Baines Pin Pal. <laughs> <laughs> that kid reminded me of Sponge or of uh, Harry Potter. He had circular little glasses, and he had the like long black. Who did dark brown hair? The guy that played that guy. The kid that played him? Uh, Keenan played Pimpel. Keenan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, he looks like Harry Potter. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm backpedaling. He doesn't look like Harry Potter. He's a black man. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we've talked enough about oh children's my God. shows. Uh, what are some of your guys' favorite uh, childhood shows? Did we all leave that. anything out? You yeah, that? probably. That. If you vote for SpongeBob SquarePants, make sure you hit us up on Twitter at underscore Cody Michael, at Seth O. Ott, and of course, at SoCo Show Pod. Uh, let us know what your favorites were. We we were light on Disney Channel. Didn't do a lot of Disney, so I'm sure there's a lot of folks out there who uh, are going to are gonna come up and say, hey, you forgot about Disney Channel. And they're uh, going to be wrong so. yeah they're gonna be wrong the, the third best place to watch tv as a kid was disney channel in our humble opinion so make sure you hit us up on the tweets and uh let us know what uh what some <laughs> of your thoughts were <laughs> all right from there let's switch gears and we got to go to movies quiet on the set can we please have quiet on the set movies movies this week brought to you by our final sponsor of the day it's mike's wood you can go out to etsy.com slash shop slash corn fed and wed. Uh, you'll get some handmade woodworking from our good friend Mike Vandenhall, a uh, personalized beanbag or cornhole boards uh, and the like. So uh, make sure you go check those things out and get yourself some of Mike's wood. Wood. 
Would indeed. Uh, let's talk a little movie news, Seth. We're going to get to a review in just a second, one I'm very excited to hear about. Um, but first, we need to uh, alter a story we talked about last week uh, about the Joker casting. Yeah, Joker, the uh, Thomas Wayne is not going to be played by Alec Baldwin. <laughs> so uh, scratch that. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah, apparently he, uh, so the news came out about it and then he uh, tweeted like the next day or even that same night, like, I've not, I've been, I've been in discussions in the past about this. I've been talked to about it, but I'm not playing him. So he's decided not to play this role. So, um, which I think when the report came out, it kind of was an early thing anyway, like people had heard rumors of it and then wasn't officially confirmed. So, Mm. um, no, we don't know who's playing Thomas Wayne who by all accounts so far, it's not a huge role in the movie. So, you know, it might play pivotal scene, but not like a huge thing. So whatever. Well, I know how that guy's story ends. Spoiler alert. So, uh, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too bummed about it, especially if it's a smaller role, mm-hmm. like pretty inconsequential or whatever. But right. it was funny that yeah, we had to. <laughs> it was like right after again, yeah. right after we talked about it on the show. Nope, yeah. never mind. I would have liked that. I mean, I like Alec Baldwin a lot, but I mean, not a big deal. Mm-hmm. No doubt. So, in other uh, slightly disappointing movie news, uh, we've been talking about Top Gun Two. We we talked casting for it a couple weeks ago. And it sounds now like the movie's been pushed back. We're not going to be able to see this in 2019 like we expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2020 will be the release date for Top Gun 2. They have the casting pretty much done, it seems like. I mean, they've casted everyone under the sun for this movie. It yeah. sounds like the script has been done and they're getting ready to go into production. Um, Tom Cruise has been tweeting photos and all that stuff. And it's kind of weird that they're pushing this back an entire year. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of times when that concern comes up, it's script. Mm-hmm. and the the creative of the movie and, and that type of stuff. So um, if they're giving it extra time to make it a good movie, I hope that's the case. You know, I, I'm glad they didn't just rush out a garbage movie because, you know, Tom Cruise is doing crazy at the box office right now with Mission Impossible. But, uh, I, I mean, this the whole thing in general, I think... I. A Top Gun 2, I think, is is cool for people who love Top Gun. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's... I, I don't see a way it's going to be a great movie, honestly. It's, Probably not. It's it's a, it's a an cheesy 80s movie that cheesy 80 movie, 80s movies don't really work anymore. Um, look at Skyscraper. I mean, it didn't do very well at the box office. People aren't going to see cheesy, cheesy 80s, 80s movies anymore. And They're in China. Yeah, China they are. But Tom Cruise doesn't really have He's China not a, appeal. Yeah. Not like The Rock. No. <laughs> so... We'll see what happens. I I would I hope it's a good movie. I mean, I, I saw the first Top Gun a couple of years ago and, and enjoyed it. You know, it wasn't a bad movie, but it's not my favorite movie in the world. And uh, you know, hopefully Top Gun two can live up at least to to the original some way. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I'm betting that they couldn't get close to fit Val Kilmer's bloated ass, <laughs> and that's why they needed to push it back. So <laughs> they probably got him on a regiment. Yeah, something like that. I'm excited for this. Uh, Top Gun's fun. You know, it's it's. I mean, it's, it is the 80s movie. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's no other way to say it. Like, it is 80s as fuck. <laughs> so, however they're able to translate that into 2018, 2019, 2020, um, I'm interested to see. And it's Tom Cruise, so fucking duh. I'm going to go with day one. <laughs> well, while we're talking about casting, um, we've been talking a lot about the Tarantino Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Charles oh. Manson murders movie, which comes out next year. Uh, actually, under a year now. I think it comes out in July next year. So excited for this. And they announced that uh, they have an actor who's playing uh, Charles Manson. And uh, you heard me a few months ago uh, review, or about a year ago now, review Mindhunter on Netflix, which is the the uh, David Fincher 
produced, directed some of the episodes, kind of real life. Or no, not real life. This is the one that's based off a, it's based off a book called Mindhunter where they interview serial killers and stuff like that. And Charles Manson is in this newest season. Uh, of course, he's, this doesn't depict his life. It depicts more of him in jail and kind of studying his mind. And the actor in that show, uh, Damon Harriman is his name. Um, he was cast by David Fincher personally. And apparently did an incredible job. So Quentin Tarantino has cast him as Charles Manson. Awesome. <laughs> and Once Upon a Time is Holly- in Hollywood. Now this will, of course, be you know Charles Manson, at, you know as Charles Manson. This is him and doing the stuff he's doing. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, he gets to play the full, essentially adult life of Charles Manson, uh, which is kind of interesting. It, it's it's you don't see that really at all you know no. especially like you know sometimes you'll see like tv movies if they get a release on the big screen sometimes you'll see that like do cameos or sometimes they'll get the full movie very very rarely even that happens but this is a transition from a tv show um into a movie which completely different things and they're yeah. not related whatsoever nope just that two really respected filmmakers have seen what he's done and and it's because they've already filmed this they've already filmed all of his manson stuff for mindhunter but might not be released because it takes a lot to do that that show i think um so and david fincher takes he famously takes time on his stuff so that might not actually not even be out by the time once upon a time in hollywood comes out from reports but from what he's done sounds like he's going to be a pretty great manson so I love this for a few reasons. One, I think a, a character like Manson is best played by a relative unknown. Mm-hmm. If you bring in, like, if you had cast DiCaprio as Manson, it mm-hmm. just, I just don't think it really would have worked. Right. Because then you're watching DiCaprio. You know, you're not watching the character. Mm-hmm. So I, I really like this for the first reason that he's a relative unknown. Um, I, w- I believe anything Fincher says. <laughs> right. You know, so if Fincher thinks he's good, he must be good. Mm-hmm. And, if, and if Tarantino thinks he's good. Th- that Tarantino went outside his usual... Um, stable of actors and actresses to go get this guy mm-hmm. based on a recommendation from David Fincher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He probably, I mean this, this I, to me, like he could very well steal this movie. I mean, he's getting to play Manson. Who's probably going to be the most exciting character in this. Mm-hmm. Um, at least he's one that we has, has name recognition. Um, and if he's a, he's an unknown guy, he's going to get some wacky shit to say and do um, watch out for him as a potential like scene stealer or movie mm-hmm. stealer in this one. Uh, I can't, this is this, if this is one of the most excited I am for a movie going into 2019. Yeah. Um, I, the cat, the rest of this cast just bangs and the story is awesome. So, mm-hmm. uh, get this to me as soon as fucking possible. Yeah. I think we're going to get a, a pretty sweet, you know, slew of movies over the next, um, you know, 12 months or so, because mm-hmm. like all of these Oscar movies coming out, towards the end of the year have so far sounded pretty amazing all mm-hmm. all of these are movies i'm interested in seeing and and then yeah the you know beginning middle of next year we get you know stuff like this i mean it's it's gonna be cool i'm excited 2019 shaping up to be a pretty solid year mm-hmm. um of course so is 2018 and it's been yeah yeah you know but uh but there have been some some gems so mm-hmm. um it'll be exciting to uh continue to hear news about uh once upon a time in hollywood so uh, we'll, we'll we'll stay tuned on that for sure one of the gems that I think was a little bit of a surprise this year has been this uh, this movie Searching, and it's got a, an interesting premise, an interesting sort of gimmick or or, uh, or conceit about it. Um, stars an actor we're aware of, John Cho, but not necessarily in a dramatic. Uh, we're not familiar with him in a dramatic mm-hmm. sense. You went and got to see Searching last mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, tell us what you thought. Yeah, Searching. So, and it does have uh, Deborah Messing in it as well. I like her. Um, that's Grace from Will and Grace. But uh, other than she doesn't play a huge, I mean, she plays she plays a pretty key role in the movie, but she's not in it a ton. 
it's pretty much John Cho and that's it. Um, John Cho, of course, is Harold and from Harold and Kumar. Uh, basic premise of this movie is uh, John Cho's daughter gets kidnapped. You might not, you, you know, that that doesn't sound like a, you know, super different or interesting premise just by saying it. But this, the, the, the kind of thing that brings you into the movie is the, the way it's shot. And the way it's shot is kind of similar to like the Unfriended movie, the horror movie, where it takes place all on a screen. So like a computer screen, a phone screen, um, security camera screen, uh, a news screen, all those different things. It, it takes all those mediums to where you are basically, basically you're almost like a character in it just watching along like at home, you know, like that type of thing. Like you are, you're seeing, you're also kind of seeing what he sees too. So you're basically John Cho. Because of the way that the camera works, I would love to be John Cho. So you got me in. <laughs> <laughs> so that, so I mean that that's kind of where it brings you in. And so Unfriended was a movie that used that in a way as a gimmick, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it the movie wasn't it was a fine movie, and it, it was a gimmick where I think as as itself as, as itself it wouldn't have been a very it would have been a standard horror movie, and I think it maybe elevated just a little bit. Whereas Searching doesn't use this as a gimmick, but it uses this as a plot device. It uses this as a part of the story. And it not only use, use, uses it, but it, it makes it, you know, like the, it really gives it the, the gripping part of the story. I mean, like I mentioned, I mean, it's a pretty standard story when you think about it, but the way that they, they use the screens and the cameras and the, and the different forms of, of electronics like, like they do, it enhances it quite a bit and, and adds suspense to it 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 doesn't it some people might think it hit it would hinder a movie like this it it makes it better hmm. honestly now that's not to say like the performances aren't aren't you know great because they're awesome you know john Cho um is i've never seen him act like this before um it's pretty incredible what he what he's what he has to do and convey on a computer screen you yeah. know like that's it's weird that he does that deborah messing is awesome as her her character she's detective vic is her name also john cho his character's name is uh david kim which mm-hmm. on goldberg's um there's a guy named dave kim <laughs> they're mean to him they're like shut up dave kim <laughs> stuff like that so it took me a second to get out of that to, to once i heard his name be like oh fuck but i was quickly removed from it his daughter is really good when you know part she's in it too um she's kind of but there, there's multiple they show her over time um and in this to kind of set up the movie and so she, the actual daughter who gets kidnapped doesn't play in it a whole lot, but they show it's really cool. Uh, they show over time like videos from the from when she was a kid, and they use different windows and PCs and like phones and all. It's really cool. Hmm. Um, but yeah, once you get into the to the mystery of it all, like because it unfolds like how you would see it unfold if you're a dad. Because mm-hmm. like you know if if a kid's not texting you back, well you they're know they're off of some boy. Yeah, they're doing yeah. some doing some shit, and then once you start getting thoughts in your head and, and, and you don't get, you don't hear back for longer and longer. And then the way he has to unfold and find things out, out about his daughter that mm. he didn't know. And he gets into like, you know, her personal stuff and like just the way that all unfolds is like it again, adds to the mystery of it. Cause it adds a dramatic portion of it, but it also like creates like, well, what the fuck is she doing? Like mm-hmm. what's going on? Who did this? What happened? Um, the whole time, the whole time in this movie, I'm just like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I don't. And it's not in a bad way. Uh, we talked about when we saw uh, uh, Upgrade that you were, 
you know, kind of pissed by the ending Mm because it just threw shit at you. Yeah. And this movie will throw stuff at you. Not in a surprising way, though. It'll, like, you know, add to the plot. But then when you go back and look at it and think about it, it makes complete 100% total sense. And it does it in a way where you're just like, fuck, that's that's cool. Um, I told you there's a certain point in the movie, when I got home from it, there's a certain point in the movie where something gets revealed that's pretty big. Mm -hmm. And... I was in a about a I'd say in about a seventy five percent full theater, which are, that theater is pretty small, so I'd say there's thirty other people in there total. Okay. But when that moment happens, I heard everyone at once go, "Oh, yeah. it was it was really cool." I'd never never had that before, so um, it's it's a complete mystery. I think some of some people might um, go into this thinking it's a thriller because the trailer kind of does have like the do do you know like big moment you know that type of stuff. Um, there's a point in the trailer where he's like screaming and hitting something. While that moment does happen in the movie, um, it's not ever like a heart, you know, racing like it's, you know, someone got to die right now, you know, type thing, you know, like a thriller would be. Um, but the mystery of it, it does keep you engaged and on the edge of your seat the whole time. <laughs> as soon as as soon as you know she's missing, shit's on and you you're just along with John Cho because it just his his the way he freaks out and the way he's thinking, you hear it, see it, all of it. And you're just slowly seeing him unravel and slowly seeing him break. And it's really cool. Um, one of my favorite of the year so far, for sure. It's in my top five. Uh, I know Jared was raving about this as well. Um, but it's a movie that you don't want to know anything about in terms of like the plot going in, other than kids missing, you know. And it has, it, but this movie not only has like that mystery, which I haven't been this, I haven't been surprised like this. In a, normally, I can guess a movie or a show within, a, you know, a few. Like a movie, I can guess usually within like a half hour to an hour. Um, I'm usually not too surprised by movies. Shows, you know, usually for a few episodes, I can figure it out. Um, this I didn't know at all until the end, and when they revealed it, I'm like, that makes fucking sense, and it's awesome. Um, you won't you won't suspect it, I don't think, until the end. And but it also has a huge heart to it, like the, with him and his daughter, their relationship, and why the relationship is is the way it is, and how like his regrets with everything like it just has it has such a heart to it seeing that and him the way he unravels everything with with that with a relationship and seeing their past like it's just all around this movie has so many beats to it not really fun i mean there's a couple chuckle moments um so it kind of does break up some of the seriousness at times but as i mean as a whole this has everything and it's easily one of my favorite this year like i said I was uh, I was at home when you got home from having seen this, mm-hmm. and you did all but run through the door, <laughs> and we're like, "Dude, you gotta go fucking see this yeah. movie!" And so I am. I'm gonna go see this, and I'm very excited. And and I what I think is so cool about a movie like this mm-hmm. is it gets to benefit from the sort of smaller release that it has you know it's mm-hmm. not a huge wide release or anything right. came up through the festival scene so it's a little bit of word of mouth not a lot of advertising and things mm-hmm. like that so that mystery element gets to stay intact mm-hmm. um which i think is helpful for something like this where you can really just go in with nothing you know mm-hmm. and and just see it um interesting john cho yeah uh, i'm really glad to hear that he did well in this because he's he's shown flashes yeah. and other things and dramas I think. and stuff yeah. yeah but but this sounds like a coming out party for him yeah i i, I believe so and it, the other thing too that's like, crazy like it, it does make you feel a lot because like again you're you're not you're much more involved because it does feel like you're researching all this stuff you know mm-hmm. like you it, it seems like you're in front of a computer screen like you are john cho so 
you also feel the moments of like hope that they're in that are in the movie too and like there's certain points in the movie you're just like come on you know like you're cheering along Mm -hmm. you know it's just like it's cool i mean it's it's an hour and 40 minutes ish i think but it's a quick very quick movie um because of the twist and turn there's so many twists and turns and like unfolding that happens that you could be engaged just from that but then they add in you know like the the relationship they add in the moments of hope they add in the the heartwarming moments they add in you know just like so many little things that really make this not a gimmick they make it into a real really excellent movie and this the make the format add so much to it this is high praise I love I, it. There are many. There are. I'm not surprised to hear that this is going in your top five for the mm-hmm. year so far because I haven't heard you talk so highly about many movies this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is exciting. I do want to get out to this. The movie is searching, folks. Uh, you can see it in some theaters, not all, yeah. not a huge release, but it is out. Mm-hmm. You can you can go see it out in theaters now, uh, and it sounds like it's a fun one to get to see in theater, especially oh, yeah. if you can get in a popular yeah. Showtime. Very cool. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Go and see Searching on the recommendation of the So Host. And uh, when you do, let us know what you think. Keep the, keep it spoiler free, but uh, send a tweet to at Seth O'Ott or at Soko Show Pod. Let us know what your thoughts were. Do you agree with Seth or do you think this was a fart box movie? Uh, <laughs> something tells me that it's not a fart box. <laughs> uh, a lot of the reviews that I've seen have been mm-hmm. have been sterling. So yep, this sounds like a this sounds like a banger, no doubt. Well, we are nearing the end of the show, but before we leave, we've got to tell you one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. I'll tell you this. Um, have you ever had a song stuck in your head? I know you have. But you have not had a song stuck in your head like I've had a song stuck in my head. For the better part of a week now, I've had the song Zombie by Cranberry stuck in my head. And it is not... It is It is in... It is interfering with my ability to do shit. <laughs> like I was telling Seth, I was it was in we I was trying to think of my my Nick shows or my kids shows for my list, and the 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 thinking in my head that should have been going okay, well there's this show and this show and this show was instead singing fucking Zombie by the Cranberries, which is a fantastic song, but it's just weird. Like I don't know how to get it out of my head. They tell you to listen to the song and that'll get it out of your head didn't work now i've just listened to it a hundred times so i will say two things one someone please help me get this out of my head i don't know how to do it uh, give me your t- give me your tips tweet me at underscore cody michael and let me know how to get it out of my head also two um go listen to that song because it's fucking great if you haven't heard the song zombie by the cranberries their lead singer has a wonderful voice that i just love and uh it's an awesome song and but be careful when you do go listen to it because you might get fucking addicted to it like I am, um, and so that's my one more thing this week is Zombie by the Cranberries. So uh, my one more thing is that I'm now 27. I'm old. Ugh. Yeah, old age. Already, uh, I'm alluding to my my fantasy football team name with because of my age, the Balding Eagles. <laughs> Just losing that hair one year at a time. You're earning it. Yeah. So yeah, the, uh, had a, had a good birthday. Nice relaxing day. Uh, went out for a nice little nice little jog uh for for a few hours and then uh came back definitely ate the shit out of some ice cream had a lot of ice cream <laughs> and then went searching that was my that was what i did on my birthday i went to a movie by myself so for anyone who has never gone to a movie by yourself do it on your birthday because uh one you won't feel bad about doing it it's your day do whatever you want go to a movie but when you realize how nice it is to go to a movie by yourself you might go more often and that'll be a gift to you. Exactly. So go to more more movies by yourself if no one else wants to go with you. That's that's what I can say. Well, there you go. 
I can I yeah I can vouch for that too. I love yeah. going to movies by myself. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. Yeah. It's a good thing, and it is our one more thing for this show. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. Make sure you're subscribed wherever it is you may be listening, so you get the newest episodes of the Soko Show every Friday. Free. Oh. <laughs> Hit us up on Twitter at underscore Cody Michael at Seth Oat and at Soko Show Pod. Uh, don't forget our sponsors. We have audibletrial.com slash Soko. 30 days in your first book for free. Boop. If you like graphic design stuff that is cool, make sure you check out Mathis Designs on Etsy. Boop. And if you want your wood worked, make sure you hit up uh, Etsy.com slash Cornfed and Wed to get some of Mike's wood. 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 Yes. Love it. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Wood. Yes. Love it. Good stuff. Pow. <laughs> also, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. At Jared Buckendall. Where you can see episodes of The Ride Home. We haven't done one in a little bit. We got to get back to the movies. Yeah. But I mean, I've been busy. I can't get to the well, movies. Well, this week we can't because... Uh, football's back. Well, football is back. But more importantly, I think I'd like you to go to The Nun instead. I should go to The Nun. <laughs> I'm going to go to The Nun. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to the nun, and I'll uh, I'll report back for uh, our horror movie segment, which we haven't done in a long ass time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll report back on the nun for us for the show, uh, one of these next couple episodes. So uh, you'll catch uh, you'll catch all of our episodes and all, of course, of Jared's reviews, trailer reactions, all sorts of shenanigans uh, from J Buck over on the YouTube. So don't miss out. Any and all of the stories that we talked about today, you can find in the description box. So make sure you're checking that out for links, for timestamps, if you want to skip around on the show. Uh, Whatever it is you need, you can find on the description. But for now, this has been episode 60. It's a big one. Yeah. Not very big, because it's not an Octaversary, but 60, (laughs) that's a large number. No doubt about that. Truth. we'll, uh, We'll be back again for episode 61. This is the co-host Cody Michael for the Soho Seth Ott. We will see you next week. Bye.